KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And like I said, we are back here on Legends 810 taking your garden questions. Indeed, we are. Here's a, a little bit of garden-wise wise advice. You may want to listen to this. Remember your name. You'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, it is yeah, smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've 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 uh, listened to that all my life. There may have been a time when I was, I don't know, two or three that I couldn't give you my name. I couldn't remember it. It's too hard to pronounce. Let's see. I promised Juanita out at Jared's that, oh, she's saying that the winning pumpkin last weekend was 1414. Is the, the email I got from her. They have a Facebook posting of 1687. Okay. 1414, that's like many years ago. Okay. <clears throat> 1685 and uh, 2016, I think. Well, anyway, um, what I really wanted to talk about, though, was the classes that they're having. Oh, all right. She asked me to mention that they're having a bulb class today at 11 o'clock. And a and second, and oh, an orchid class at 11 on Saturday as the 11th. So next Saturday. So this Saturday is a bulb class at 11. Next Saturday is an orchid class at 11. So I mentioned it. (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you very much. There you go. Certainly do appreciate it. That along with... um, That's at Jared's, by the way. You might want to pay attention to today is Cephalopod Awareness Day. Oh, can you take your cephalopod to work? I don't think so. You can't eat them, though. They are delicious. Because I do that every chance I get. Okay. We just had some at the house the other day. What's a cephalopod? Shrimp? No. Sean, do you know what a cephalopod is? Don't you dare go looking that up. Um, isn't it uh, like the snail thing? from? No. The- Oct- octopus and squid. Oh, okay. <coughs> Cephalop. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought everybody knew that. Well, I, I did. I just wasn't connecting it in my there, brain. There's actually, there's actually a flower with, what's it called? Cephalaria. Okay. That Bullshit. I have in my yard. And it's named after, and I don't know why, but named after an octopus. They have multiple brains. Octopi have more than one brain. And I saw the other day that all, all octopus are toxic. <clears throat> yeah. I, I didn't know that, and I'm not sure that's true. To various degrees, I suppose. If they bite you. The blue ring one is the one oh, you yeah, want to watch out yeah, for. Don't want, you don't want to eat that one. No. No. They use those in movies. 
They do. And they're not very big. No. And they'll, bla- they'll bite you right through a plastic baggie. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that, that's, an, so <clears throat> that's a nasty bite. You'd want to, and they have those. I, I think they have those in Hawaii. Octopus has nine brains and three <clears throat> hearts. Nine well, brains and no, three hearts. No wonder they're so smart. So that's one brain for each leg and an, an Plus extra one. brain just to be safe. Just, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, you know, this is, um, this is the giant <clears throat> pumpkin way off day out at Nick's today. Yeah. So last weekend was Jared's. This weekend is Nick's. That's right. Out in Aurora, IA. And, uh, of course, they're also doing the chili roasting. Um, they've got the cafe is open. Mm-hmm which I have been looking forward to all summer long because mm-hmm. I really like their um, breakfast. breakfast burrito is yeah. amazing. Right. You, can get, you can get it with chorizo or you can get it with um, bacon. And I always get the bacon. Bacon. One. Bacon is good. Now, is there chorizo? Was it <clears throat> vegetable or, or meat? Was it grown in a lab? <laughs> or in like a the lab. TV. <laughs> the TVs. You know, we, get a, we have plant-based <laughs> chorizo. It's natural, grown in the garden, not in a lab. <laughs> How do you grow chorizo in a lab? <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, yeah, so anyway, that's, uh, that's a Jared's today. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting there because their fall festival, which lasts all month, there's going to be jumping castles and train rides and <coughs> all kinds of stuff going on for the now kids. Now, it's, it's not the life. castles that jump. It's the kids that jump on the castle. In the castle. In the castle. Yeah, there you go. Just wanted to be clear, that's I, all. I appreciate yeah, that. I, okay. Yes, it's always yeah. nice to be clear. I know. Yeah. And one of the ones I, I like, I would have loved this when I was a kid, is, and I don't know what they call it, it's a pit in the ground, mm. and they fill it full of corn, mm. corn seeds. Mm-hmm. It's just, just something about filling that many corn seeds in, in your hands. Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's just... Wonderful. And then you need to go wash your hands. No. You lick them. Ew. Ew. After kids have been in there? Oh, uh, well, you got a point there. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're going to be there first thing in the morning. <laughs> and, of course, all the garden centers right now are loaded to the gills yeah. with what? Chrissy Ball bulbs. And Chrissy anthems. Chrysanthemum. <clears throat> fall asters. They had, a, they had a pretty chrysanthemum. First time I ever saw this one at Jared's last week. I just kind of hope they're still there. Uh, it's a lime green flower. Mm. A smallish flower, but so many that, you know, the rest of the plant was obliterated. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. And all of these things are, are hardy. I know that people have told <coughs> me that they have problems planting these mums in the fall and they don't come back the next spring. And then I asked them, did you winter water? And they said no. no. And I said, that's why. That's it. They're gone. So if you plant they, in the fall, you <coughs> have to water during the winter. That's a rule. Yeah, in in the nursery where they grow these, <clears throat> they probably water them uh, probably twice a day. Mm-hmm. They are water hogs. My goodness, when they get a relatively small plant in a relatively small pot, boy, that's just, the the pot is just completely filled with roots. It, it is, and you stick it in the ground, and those roots don't <clears throat> grow out that fast. No, they don't, and uh, and it dries out as fast immediately once you put it in the ground, as fast as it did in the nursery. Mm-hmm. And they're watering theirs once or twice a day. Yeah. So you better do that when you plant them. And no, if we get a rain, forget it. Just just forget the fact that we even get rain. 
That or would snow. be easier. Or snow. Or snow, snow doesn't count either. <clears throat> Unless I, I, you're like Jim I, and you're out in the street I, I, shoveling snow from the street onto his lawn. <laughs> or exactly. And my neighbor behind me, who's no longer with us, unfortunately, um, when I talked to him about his gigantic old, old honey locust tree, said, you never watered that. And it's, you know, it's, it's showing it. And he says, well, it rained yesterday. <laughs> I measure the rain. Yeah. A tenth of an inch. That's nothing. Which would get you wet if you're standing out in the rain, mm-hmm. but does nothing for the tree. No. Cause might, the, might have the cooled it are, off a bit, but that's about it. The roots are in the ground. Yeah, I know. And that tenth of an inch probably went not even a tenth of an inch in the ground. No. And if there's mulch on the ground, it never got to the ground. <clears throat> never got to the ground. And the roots never even knew that it rained. So like Jim said, the rain doesn't count in the winter. And neither does the snow. Yeah, it, it, it would it'd be better for all of us to just pretend we don't get rain here at all, ever. <laughs> well, we practically and, don't. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of watering. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you know what else it is time for? Hello. Planting garlic. I know. I'm ready. What am I saying that for? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> it's all dug up. Just got to make how, a furrow and put How many hundreds did you get? <clears throat> I didn't count the number. Uh well, let's see. I did count the plants when they were coming up, thinking, there's nothing happening. What's going on? And I got up to 90-something, and I stopped counting. Okay. I figured, okay, I'm good. Uh, and each one of those would give you four, five, six cloves. Mm-hmm. So probably 500. Hmm. I didn't know that we're talking about cloves now. Yeah. Uh, a whole ball. Nice size. I probably got about 100. Did you get some nice-sized ones? It depended on the variety. Yeah. Uh, the one that didn't do well at all, I don't know why, was elephant garlic. Oh, really? Yeah. Smallest of all of them. Ger- German white. If you're looking for garlics to grow, German white is a good one. Okay. Because I was going to plant elephant garlic this year. I mean, go ahead. Your your results may differ. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Results may vary from garden to garden. That's the fun part. Okay. So, yes, garlic is planted now. Yes. Uh, in a <coughs> very well-prepared soil. Yeah. With a good amount of compost added, and you plant them so that they are what, like three, four inches three deep? Three or four inches deep, that'll do. Yep. About a foot apart in a sunny area that gets watered. Yeah, water them in immediately. <clears throat> and then um, I usually put mulch down, but not right up against where I planted them, because I want water to get right down where that bulb is. Mm hmm. And you water during the winter mm-hmm. because they're rooting out. And, and more than likely, they'll put up foliage <coughs> this fall. Oh, yeah, they will. Yeah. And then they grow all through the spring. And then in mid to late summer, they start to turn yellow. Yeah, but I'm, when did I harvest these? I want to say mid to late June, first part of July. The plants oh, will tell you. That early. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then cut all the, <clears throat> the flower heads, the, the seed heads, cut them off. Yeah. Well, you know, they say they build more bulb that way again it's another one of those things that i've never seen it tested anywhere i mm. don't know if that's true or not yeah but doesn't cost much and then don't pull them out of the ground when you're harvesting no you'll need to dig them if you're pulling them out you didn't plant them big enough but not deep enough right and it also damages the can damage the neck <coughs> where it join yeah. where the foliage yep. joins the garlic and that can affect their ability to store well mm-hmm so, all you wanted to know about garlic. 
and we're afraid and, to yeah, ask. Yeah, you fertilize too. Oh yeah, during the summer, they like fertilizer and they like water. And yeah, they do curiously, but yeah, uh-huh. the more water you give them, they they just grow like crazy. Yeah, the more bigger they get. More bigger. We don't have anybody online, do we? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's go out and talk to someone. Okay, we've got Jude on the line right now. Good morning, Jude. Good morning. Hi. So I was listening to you talk about bringing in plants that you've had outside. Uh Uh-huh. And I've had my amaryllis outside all summer. Okay. I I just put it in the garage a couple days ago because it was getting kind of chilly at night. Mm -hmm. So do I need to do anything with that? You You can let it go dormant, and the leaves will start getting yellow, and they'll start dying back. And once they die back, you can cut them off. Okay. So just bring it in and just let just stop watering it? Yeah, that, that'll work. Just leave it in the garage. Yeah, leave it in the garage. Uh, if don't, Does your garage get cold in the winter? Yes. Well, uh, it can't. It's not allowed to freeze. Uh, I don't think it'll freeze. Yeah. Well, but then don't, I want it to bloom like around, you know, Christmas. Oh, well. So you want to count... 12 weeks back from Christmas, and that's when you put it in the sunlight and start watering. Okay. But I would, I would even, even while it's dormant, I would water it occasionally so it doesn't go bone dry. You don't want that bulb to shrivel at all. All right. I think I'll just bring it in and see what happens. But okay. I, I don't have to, maybe I'll just replant it, shake off some of the old dirt and put it in some new. Yeah, I, new I, I don't know that you're going to get it to bloom for Christmas. Why not? I, I just did the math. <clears throat> there are only 90 days remaining in this year. And 12 weeks times 7 is 84. We have to subtract 5. Uh, we got 85 days left for this thing to bloom. Oh, okay. So you can't let it dry down completely. True. I'm going to just keep watering it. Yeah, I keep watering it, but it, now it has to have a good amount of light. Okay, I can do that. Okay. I, I was listening to you uh, just talking about garlic. Can you grow that in a pot? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, it really has to go, it has to get a, a cold period over the winter. Okay. In a pot outdoors, now it gets too cold. I see. Okay. I'll, I'll try the amaryllis yeah. and let you know it's blooming by Christmas. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it sometimes sometimes it blooms twice. Yeah, they they can uh, make sure. Are, are you fertilizing it? If not, you should. I will fertilize okay. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. You well, bet. You. Love your show a lot. Thanks. We appreciate the call. Okay. Bye. So, you know, a lot of a lot of amaryllis are brought into the country for Christmas <coughs> flowering. Yes. Most of those, as I recall, are African in, in source, and. They're harvested early, they're put in cold storage, and then once you get them, they're ready to they're ready to boogie. Yes. And about it typically only takes about six weeks when you get those African amaryllis and you know, they get them in the kits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know the li- nice little <coughs> box, yeah. color box yep. with the they're already in a pot and everything. Um the Dutch amaryllis are a little slower for some reason. But they don't have to go dormant. No, they don't. No, they 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 go dormant because they they are trying to schedule them. Correct. So that <clears throat> they bloom during the holiday season rather than on Christmas Day. I don't think you can schedule them that close. But uh, they've done this 
many, many times over with mm-hmm. the same cultivar. Mm-hmm. And they've figured it out how to do it. Now, for you to take a amaryllis from anywhere, any any mail-order company or from any garden center, you don't know what that schedule is. Their normal schedule to bloom is spring. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're not normally in bloom in the middle of winter. That's not when they usually flower. So that means they have to be scheduled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're bringing one from year to year in your own house, you know, carrying it over from year to year, <coughs> uh, it doesn't have to go dormant. It can be put in a sunny window, water and feed it like normal. Um, if it's getting to be quite large, the bulb is getting large, and, uh, you know, you want to make sure that it has plenty of root room. So over time, you want to pot it up into a larger pot, keeping that bulb about halfway above ground. But uh, water and fertilizer and sunlight is important. Yeah, they need lots of sun. You can't grow them <clears throat> 10 feet away from your window. It just isn't going to work. No. They get long, strappy leaves that will fall over and be floppy. And Although you may get a blossom. Mm-hmm. Because the blossom's already in, in the bulb that you buy. It's already there. Yeah. It's just waiting <clears throat> for a little warmth and a little moisture, and up it'll come. But if you want to continue it to grow, you're going to have to give it plenty of light. So why not just give it plenty of light to begin with? And I usually will, you know, if you've ever grown amaryllis <coughs> for any period of time, like from year to year, you'll know that the leaves get tall and floppy and fall all over the place, and it's kind of a pain. Uh, I, will, I had always taken bamboo stakes and stuck three in a pot, three stakes in a pot, and then taken twine and just created <coughs> a little tomato cage yeah. and, and kept the leaves inside that tomato cage. And that kept them from being floppy and everything. And if you're, if you're artsy, you can figure out a way to make it look good. <laughs> Not in my house. <clears throat> or mine. Yeah. Or mine. But, you know, mine were kept out of public sight when they were not <laughs> blooming. And then they take up room. Mm-hmm. So I've, yeah. I've ended up getting rid of most of mine. I just get tired. Been there, done that? Yeah. It's like yeah. getting a new car. <clears throat> your old one typically doesn't fall apart in your garage, you know, into 400 pieces before you decide to get a new car. Mm-hmm. And I just got tired and threw them away. Put them in a compost pile. I think I have <gasps> two left. <gasps> you didn't give them to someone? God. <laughs> Don't get did, me started. You didn't want to saddle somebody <laughs> with that responsibility? Is that what you're Don't saying? Don't get me started. Okay. <clears throat> I don't right. give many plants away anymore. It's just too much work, too much effort. People are always busy doing something. Yeah. And to get them and me together at the same time. And within a short period, rather than, hey, I'll be there in a month or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. It's now or never. It'll be in the gar- compost pile. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome to go out there and, <laughs> and see if you can salvage it. But yeah. it's just easy. Just, just throw it away. Hard to do, but still easier. They're like potato chips. They'll make more. Yeah. All right, back out to the phones. We've got Michelle waiting to talk to us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Excellent. What's going on with you? Well, I just heard you guys talking about garlic. I just got the tail end of it. Yeah. And I've been trying to grow garlic for years, but I can't seem to find the the pods. They always <laughs> seem to be sold out. Can I use the ones from the grocery store? You can. I've done that, and it works. It may not be the variety for our area, though. 
And good luck trying to find out what that variety is because none of them have ever come in with a label on them. I tell you what, if you want to get a good variety, a, a bunch <coughs> of different varieties to look at, uh, mm-hmm. head out to Tagawa's. They have a huge selection, or will have if they don't. Well, they have them by now. Um, I could check with Luann to make sure, but uh, they normally have, what, 10 or a dozen varieties oh, of garlic <coughs> to choose oh, from. Oh, easily, yeah. Both hard neck and soft neck. Mm-hmm. And okay. they, they choose the varieties based on our climate <coughs> conditions here. Awesome. And you said plant them four inches deep, is that correct? Yeah, three or four inches deep in well-prepared soil. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't prepared your soil... I would add a lot of compost and add it deeply. Okay. So does it have to have it so the water drains from it so they don't rot? Or <clears throat> well, that be that would be nice, but um, mm-hmm. a- unless you know that that's a problem, I wouldn't be too concerned. Okay. Okay. And so they got Takara guns. I'm going to have to go out there then. That's what I want to know. I'm going to try this year, and then can I plant just? Uh, uh, onion bulbs with them? Not with, I mean, you can plant in other parts of the garden, but I wouldn't plant them with the garlic. I don't know okay. that you're going to find yeah, onions you, you this time of yeah, year. You won't find um, onion bulbs anyway. Oh, okay. All righty. Those are done in the spring. <clears throat> Those are done in the spring. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You Love bet. Thanks for calling, Michelle. Okay. I don't know that you can even interplant onions with the garlic in the springtime. You should try it. You could try it, but now you may end up having too many plants in in in, in the space. Mm-hmm. And well, and you're gonna problem. you're gonna have to dig the garlic before the onions are ready. Yes. So that would be a problem. Yes. Unless you're growing perhaps bunching onions, or you just want to grow scallions. Or same, green onions. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Oh, is it? Well, any more it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would probably work. But <clears throat> now you have to go in, let's say you plant two rows of garlic. Now you have to go perhaps in between the two rows of garlic. Now that's a problem. Just getting in there without damaging the, the garlic. So, I, yeah. no. No. <laughs> Saying scallions reminds me of a, a long-running joke my wife and I have. She asked me to get some. I'm sure she <coughs> said scallions mm-hmm. at the grocery store, which I brought back, you know, a bunch of green onions. Mm-hmm. But I wanted shallots. Oh, that's a different animal that's altogether. Different, I said shallots. I said, no, you even wrote down scallions. <laughs> no, I wanted shallots. <laughs> so whenever she asked for Onions, I say, what kind? <laughs> Scallions? Shallots? <laughs> Red? <laughs> Yellow? Yeah. White? Uh huh. All right, let's go take a break. We'll come back and talk to Janice. All right, as as uh, a little back. break we'll take. We're coming back pretty quick, so don't anybody go anywhere here on Legends A10. Have you been waiting for that last application of fertilizer for the yard? Well, Fertilome has the solution for that Fertilome Winterizer. Winterizer is the most important application of the entire year. Never skimp on this application. A number of years ago, Fertilome examined university studies of winterizer formulas and created a special winterizer for our area. This special formula is quickly and easily converted to stored food for your turf to help it make it through the unpredictable winter months. 
In the spring, a yard that has Fertilome Winterlizer applied to it, in the fall, will be the fullest, darkest green yard on the block. You'll find Fertilome Winterlizer at your favorite independent garden retailer, including The Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora. To find the closest Fertilome dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. And be sure to tell them that the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Goodness, if I'm not mistaken, it feels like we might actually have a fall season this year. This is Luann Aiken, Tagawa's Garden Ambassador. Some years we seem to shift from summer right into winter, but this year, maybe not. Having a fall season to enjoy is cause for celebration. To help get you into the fall mood, Tagawa's is happy to be offering a variety of activities this weekend. Today and tomorrow from 10 to 2, there will be live music, food trucks, and Mr. Bones, the walking T-Rex. It's great fun for kids. For a real taste of country, reserve your seat for an old-fashioned hayride. The link to sign up is under the events section at TagawaGardens.com. Today, we're also getting a special visit from the Arapahoe County Mounted Patrol. Come meet these men and women in blue and help them raise money for the Back the Blue Canine Patrol. Also today, Miles the Bronco mascot will be joining us at Tagawa's from noon to one. Bring the camera and the kids of all ages. Tomorrow, slide back in time with our vintage truck show. Also tomorrow, the Eastern Colorado beekeepers will be bringing their fascinating see-through beehive. Of course, walk our indoor pumpkin patch loaded with would-be jack-o'-lanterns. We also have beautiful decorator pumpkins, gourds, winter squash, and corn stalks to give your front porch or balcony a real touch of autumn. Full details of this weekend's events are at TagawaGardens.com. It's fall fun in abundance at Tagawa's, your garden store, and so much more. And okay, back. We're back. We're on Legends 810, the Garden Wise Guys. Jim Borland and Keith Punk are holding court. And who are we going to punish next? <laughs> punish? Okay, that would be Janice. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Hey, thanks for calling the Wise Guys. How can we help you today? You are welcome. Um, I put some new plants in a garden this year, and I don't know what to do with them to prepare them for fall and winter. Last year, you saved me from cutting off my hibiscus. <laughs> I was going to cut it off to the ground, and you said, no, that's no. not what to do. So I have four plants I don't know what to do with, and I went ahead and grew Alstromeria this year, and it grew really well. But I don't know what to do with it for fall and winter. I don't and then I have oxeye redbird and tree and a hibiscus. But let's start with Alstromeria. Yeah, Alstromeria. I don't know that you have to do anything because I doubt that it's going to come back. Okay. Where did you get this? Well, I ordered it from okay. a, a place in Michigan. <clears throat> yeah, uh, most of them are not hardy to Zone 5. There are a few that they're touting yeah. as Zone 5 hardy, but I would definitely mulch it heavily for the winter. Do yeah, I yeah, cut it down? Yes. Well, a frost is going to take it down anyway. Yeah. It'll take it down to the ground. So I should cut it down. And, and then mulch, mulch like crazy. I can do that. And that's we'll, not a problem. And then give us a call next spring and let us know if it's coming back up. I will do that. Yeah, I, that's what you said when I ordered it. You didn't think it was going to make it. And 
I but you went against anyways. you went against our advice anyway, didn't you? I did. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. I, for um, years, I've wanted to grow Alstroemeria, and I just went. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm not getting any younger, so I'm going to do it. All right, so Janice. <clears throat> what I'm going to recommend <clears throat> that you do though is to not mulch it until we get into some really cold weather. Uh, in the meantime, you're going to need to keep watering it. Oh, I am. Yeah, even even after it browns out from the frost and that sort of thing, at least a couple times a month, give it a good soak. And then once we get into some really cold weather, which may not be until December or January, then mulch it. Oh, okay. I'm writing notes here. Because it's going to be hard to water it through a whole bunch of mulch if you do that right away. Okay. <laughs> and if I mulch it too soon, it'll what, get moldy and rot or what? No, not necessarily. It's just going to be hard to get the water down okay. into the ground if you've got a bunch of mulch on top. Okay. And then what about oxeye? Oxeye daisy? Yes. <clears throat> Don't have to do anything. You can cut it down to the ground if you want. Yeah, it's pretty pretty big, so <clears throat> It's um, going to be it's one of those plants that produces a rosette of leaves <clears throat> at the base for the winter, and that rosette is probably already there. Yeah. Okay. So I would just cut the flower stems down as low as you can without <clears throat> damaging any of the green leaves at the base. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I don't have the same plant because this is full of variegated leaves and daisy-like flowers, like sunflower-like flowers, Oh. but small. <clears throat> They're not big like sunflowers. They're probably, you know, three inches in diameter. How tall is this plant? About four feet. And Sounds it has just grown immensely. But, and, but the flower <clears throat> flowers look like oxeye daisy. They're they're white. No, they're yellow. They're yellow. So that's but the not tag oxide. on it said oxeye, <clears throat> and they have white and green variegated leaves. Oxeye or ox heart. Oxeye. Huh. I don't know, but a variegated. There's oxide. a helianthus. Is what I'm thinking. It is. Is that variegated uh, helianthus with the yellow? Uh, it bloomed late, right? Mm, I don't know because I'm I, it's in a garden next door. Okay, I put it in a rental property garden. I, I think it's a helianthus. It's that uh, bloom, blow, blooms of Bressingham or something like that. Um, variegated helianthus, perennial sunflower. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Whatever, <clears throat> it's it's going to die to the ground anyway. Yeah. So you but can cut that one off. To the it's okay. really hardy, though. You shouldn't have any trouble with that. But again, since you planted it this year, I'd make sure you water it a few times during the winter. Okay. And then red bird in a tree, and they're about four and a half feet tall. Yeah. Um, I would cut them down once the frost knocks them down. Cut them down to near the ground, not all the way to the ground, so you know where they are. Um, but other than that, they shouldn't require much of anything, I wouldn't okay. think. What do you think, Jim? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm taking notes frantically here. Yeah, don't. I would not mulch, <coughs> put mulch around the red birds in the tree. They don't like to be wet during the winter. Yeah. Okay. One more. A hibiscus. Is, is this a perennial hibiscus that dies to the ground on its own? or I don't know. This is new. This is like oh. a how, month old. How big are the flowers supposed to get? <clears throat> I got it at a big box store, so the tag didn't say, but they look like they're about three or four inches. They're not the great big dinner plate ones. 
Do you know what the variety name is? Tequila Sunrise. I bought it because it was just absolutely gorgeous. The flowers are um, yellow and orange. That sounds like a tropical. That doesn't sound like a hardy hibiscus. Oh. Does it have woody stems? Yes. Oh, that's that makes it a tropical then. Yeah. Yeah. But would the woody stems be green? Could be while well, they're young. Yeah, if it's a new plant, yeah. Okay. I don't know of any hardy hibiscus that are the yellow and <clears throat> no. yellow period. Oh, or has a name like Tequila Sunrise. Right. That is a more semi-tropical or tropical pl- type of plant. Well, why would they bring them in here? Where did you get it? Home Depot. That says everything. <laughs> okay. uh, so I'll tell you, there are some days or sometimes I, I look at it and I think, why did they bring any of this stuff in? It's just... Uh, yeah, why did they bring blueberries in? <laughs> well, that, that's another story. <clears throat> I sometimes think that there's one person in the entire country that orders plants for Home Depot. And, and he, they live in Florida? And he or she lives in Florida, yep. <laughs> um, yes, so I've looked, I looked it up on the internet, and tequila sunrise hibiscus is a tropical. There you go. Oh, no. And it's so pretty. Well, you have to bring it inside. Do you have it in the ground right now? It's in the ground, yeah. Uh, you can you, dig it up. Yeah, you can dig it up. I would dig it up now. Yeah, now. Today. It doesn't even like cool temperatures, let oh, alone it freezing. Like it does. Hmm. Um, so what would I do with it if I dug it up? I'd put it into a pot with uh, regular potting soil and give it plenty of sun inside. I don't have that. You're going to have to make some. Oh. Cut a hole in the roof. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, doggone it. Okay, because we were just ooing and aahing over how yeah, well, gorgeous this plant is. Yeah, next time I would, if you didn't... Read the label entirely. Usually, I did. I did. Usually they have a zone, how, how cold you can take them. Although a lot of tropical plants don't have no, those zones. No, on they them. don't. Mm-hmm. But if I were in the tropics, uh-huh. <laughs> what would I do with it if you it could, were to get cold? In that case, you, would, uh, you can grow it outside in the tropics. Uh, but... Should I not cut this down? No, no. If it's a tropical hibiscus, that makes it a woody plant. It's going to be a, a, a shrub of some size. Okay. Yeah, they said it was going to get, to, the tag said it was going to get to be about three by four. Oh, that's a short one. But yeah, that that, that would be a woody plant outdoors. And you typically don't prune those very much at all. Okay. Okay. If it lives. <laughs> It ain't going to live through our winter. Not even, even close. Even if I... I no, no, no mulching. No, no even No even ifs at all. No, oh. none. You have to build a greenhouse and, and heat no, it. No buts. Okay. So what if I dig this up and put it in a pot, what should I do with it? Well, it, again... <laughs> if it survives the winter in my yeah, house. If you don't have a whole lot of sunlight, it's not going to perform very well. Okay. But then it would always be just a, pl- a pot, a plant in a pot. Yes. That well, I would take in and out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Until all the leaves fall off. And then what? Well, then, then, it, then, then it'll die. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this plant has to have green light leaves on it year-round. Okay. Oh, um, I gave it to my husband for his birthday. He's going to be a little sad because <laughs> he was thrilled with it. Oh. 
Oh, well, it, it. tell them it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Okay. Do you and still I have would, the label? I think it's out there with the plant, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if if you buy in a plant and it does not have a zone on it, cold hardiness zone, then it's probably not a, a, a hardy plant at all. Oh. <clears throat> um, I was listening to one of your callers, and she was talking about her grass getting these green or these brown spots in it, and mm-hmm. then they just... I have the same thing, and I have I fertilize regularly. We water regularly, and I can't figure out what it is. Is it dollar spot? I it, mean, I've been fertilizing the four times a year for about ever since I fired my lawn crew because my yard looked horrible, and I started doing it myself. How big are these looked, spots? Mm, maybe about six by four. Sometimes they're round, sometimes they're irregular-shaped, and I just can't figure it out. All of a sudden, in nice, big, you know, lush green long will appear this brown spot. And then after a while, it just kind of fades away, and then all of a sudden, another one will appear somewhere else. And is there any possibility <laughs> it's from an animal? Well, it could be. I'm watching my son's dog, who doesn't well, use our outdoor dog litter box. She likes She's very stubborn. Well, and it doesn't have to be just a dog. It could be a cat that jumped a fence. It could be a raccoon. You know, Not it could be any number. Not any of those, because we've got three dogs that are out in the yard a lot. So. At night? No. That's when yeah. raccoons are around. Oh. Yeah, I've got raccoons in my backyard, and <clears throat> I haven't seen them yet, but I know they're there. Yeah. Have you ever heard them? Uh, I see the damage they do. Oh, well, I've heard if them you when they're attacking my. I've heard them attack my squirrel or my uh, <laughs> bird feeders, but that's. Oh, have you ever heard them attacking each other? Oh, <clears throat> it yeah. is the most frightening sound it you've is. ever heard. <laughs> it could even be foxes. Yeah, it could be foxes. You know, the, the, they jump fences. <clears throat> they get into places that are, you know, fenced for dogs. Foxes will go right over a six foot fence, um, no problem. Well, I have a chain, four foot chain link fence. Yeah, so. yeah, they'll go over that. What about rabbits? Rabbits can cause the same sort of thing. They can cause urine spots. But <coughs> rabbits have a tendency to go back to the same area over and over again. Hmm. Okay. And I have a question about rabbits. We did not, I, I live over by Denver University, and for years we did not have rabbits over here. Mm-hmm. And now they're <coughs> everywhere. What is going on that these that we are now just, have rabbits everywhere. Well, they, they're breeding. Yeah, surely. Well, yeah, you've but heard. in general, I re- we really didn't see rabbits for decades. It takes only one. Oh. One oh? pregnant one. One pregnant one. <laughs> okay. And, you know, they, the joke is they breed like rabbits. <laughs> Apparently, the natural predators in your area have, have, oh, re- yeah. have dwindled. The, the fox that we used to have are not I haven't seen any in a yeah. long time or coyotes or oh, we have coyotes I've seen the coyotes oh well that's why you don't have foxes oh I know I wish we had foxes and not coyotes yeah yeah exactly. they're prettier yeah well they're a lot less scary looking too when True. you're out walking your dog and all of a sudden there's a coyote tailing you and you're like oh my god yeah so well, that is everything I had to ask you, gentlemen, today, and I really appreciate it. Well, You're thank welcome. you for your call. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Bye bye. So I had a I have a text here from 
Luann. Yes, what did she say? Miss Luann said that their display of garlic went up yesterday. They brought in not 10, not 20, not 30. Wow. But 36 varieties of garlic. 36 varieties of garlic at Tagawa. I am overwhelmed. I am too. I can barely count that high. <laughs> also, I, her blog last week was yeah. about planting and growing garlic. <laughs> so you could go to the Tagawa yeah. website and find the link for, to, for uh, Luann's blog, and you can learn all you need to know about garlic growing. All 36 varieties. Yes, exactly. And let's see. And then she also mentioned that there was a mistake that she made in the spot that you heard play on the show. A couple of things. Um, Miles, the mascot, won't be there today. And the car show tomorrow is, is a vintage VW show, not vintage <coughs> trucks. Does make a difference. It is. Yes. Yeah. It, it does make a difference. It's a whole different group of people. I don't know that VW's made trucks. Well, some people cut some. some yeah, some people made trucks out. Made of trucks them, out of them. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there we go. That's having said. Yeah. So thirty-six varieties. Thirty-six of varieties. Tagawa Gardens. Yeah, I would normally if they had like eight or nine, I would try all eight or nine. But thirty-six. Sorry. Now, That's my entire garden. Seventy-seven eleven South Parker Road. Yeah. One mile south of Arapahoe Road. And they're on the west side. We know that. We said that. We said that. Uh, Sean just piped in and said VW didn't make trucks. No, they did. Oh, he did. Oh, they did? They did. Oh, okay. We didn't know that. We didn't <clears throat> say that. VW Rabbit. <laughs> Rabbit's not a truck. A rabbit? A rabbit VW? I remember those. I remember VW Rabbits, yeah. yeah. But they made a VW Rabbit truck? Yeah. Apparently it wasn't all that successful. You don't see them around anymore. If Jim and I don't know about it, it wasn't very successful. <laughs> my neighbor has a has a, uh, a Carmen Ghia. Oh, my best friend in high school had one. He, he comes off the alley behind our place, and I hear the engine. I uh -huh. immediately go back 50 years. Mm -hmm. Immediately. And it's, he never has a painted dark purple maroon oh pretty really nice my best friend gary bought a carmen Ghia. this would be back in 1971 maybe 72 it was an older model and we spent the summer sanding that thing down <gasps> to get it painted he decided he was going to do the sanding what a pain in the butt oh, that yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Holy cow. And then you got to treat it right after you sand it. I know. you got to put primer or something yeah. on it. Yeah. But he painted it candy apple red. It was gorgeous. And then we dragged Maine. Did he have flex in it? No. Okay. That was pre-flex days. Yeah. Hey, do we need to take a break? <clears throat> All okay. right. Break we'll take. We're coming back with your garden questions right after this on Legends 810. 
How mad is she? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have a sure way to get you out of the doghouse. So is she Daisy Bouquet mad? We have the cutest sweet bouquets that can perk up her day. A petite size to tell her you're thinking of her. Is she mixed garden bouquet with a few roses mad? Our moderate-sized bouquets have a beautiful mix of colorful flowers with a few special roses tucked in. Perfect size to let her know she's important in your life. Or is she premium rose bouquet mad? Do you need to wow her? She can't resist smiling when she gets this one. This size tells her you can't live without her. Prepare yourself. You might be overwhelmed with wild affection. The power of flowers. It's undeniable. Become a believer. It's easy to send flowers. Call us at 303-665-5555. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com. Or stop by. We're open daily. Come visit us at Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. All right, we are back here on Legends 810. Hey, you folks, when you uh, when we get off the show here, we're going to go out to Nick's and look at some giant pumpkins. Yeah. And then after that, because that won't last all day long, I, and of course you're going to have to partake of everything else that's out there and, and take home, you know, half a dozen or more pumpkins for your porch. Um, and then the rest of the day, you might want to think about uh, celebrating National Fried Scallops Day. Mm. Uh, that goes hand in hand with uh, cephalopod awareness day. I think. Yeah, I think so yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, uh, it's also Peanuts Day today. Uh, unrelated mm. to either one of the former. Yeah, uh, I, and and uh, and a frugal fun day. So be careful when you're having fun. Don't spend a lot. Oh, if you go out to Nick's and the smoothie truck guy is there. Ooh, all he does is make smoothies, different kinds of smoothies, all from fresh fruit. It, they're wonderful. Oh, I've, man. Fresh fruit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got some combinations that... But anyway, my favorite right now is the peach. Oh, it, it's you, so good. You can't beat peach. So, man, is it good. They ain't cheap, but they sure are worth it. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Why did you do that? And then the breakfast burrito from the cafe cannot be beat. No way, no how. I have two things here. <clears throat> two things about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh. I thought were notable. One is that in 1976, the Pirates won over the Cards 8 to eight to nothing at Three Rivers Stadium. I think they tore that stadium down and built a new one. Anyway, um, the Cincinnati Reds in 1920 and the Pittsburgh Pirates played the only triple header in baseball history triple triple header the reds won two of the three games wow yeah didn't say where that was that was either in cincinnati uh what's their field called there i don't remember or the pirates which is i'm sure in 1920 i don't think it was even forbes field then either it was something else 
And speaking of being a Peanuts Day, maybe this is why it's Peanuts Day, because in 1950, Peanuts, the comic strip, was published for the first time in seven, count them, seven newspapers. Hmm. 1950. That was before I was born. Not me. <laughs> I remember them. <laughs> yeah. I remember Charles. Forbes was it was in Forbes Field. So that, that place was been there a long time. 1920, geez. I went to school across the street, literally, from Forbes Field. 19... God. The late 60s. <laughs> so, <laughs> do the math there, and that makes 20 to 60. That's 40 years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shortly after, they tore that one down, too. Yeah. Well, let's get out to the phones. We've got two callers waiting to talk <coughs> to us before the top of the hour. We're going to start with Carol in Highlands Ranch. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, guys. Nice to talk with you today. Well, thanks for um, calling. Thank you. Keith, I talked with you at it next a few weeks ago about our cherry tree. Okay. And we have decided that there's, you know, based on the fact that there's so much damage to it and and that we only got half the cherries that turn, that ripened, and you told us that the rest of them didn't ripen because some nutrients or something did not get to them. Because of the condition of the tree? Yeah, I think we decided your tree has what's called gamosis. Gamosis. And it was okay. slowly killing the tree. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we pretty much decided to take that tree out and um, put in maybe some sort of um, uh, like a Norway upright columnar uh, uh, tree in that space. Okay. But is it better to go ahead and get that out now in the fall? Or do we wait until the spring and then try to plant whatever we're gonna whatever we're gonna put in? Is there a benefit going one way or the other? Well, the benefits doing getting rid of it now is that it, the area will be ready to plant whenever you decide to do it in the spring. If you wait uh-huh. until spring to take the tree out, um, you're going to be dealing with. Um, you know, getting getting it scheduled for one thing, and usually those tree removal people are very busy in the spring. Uh, okay. So getting it removed in a timely fashion so that you can plant when you want to would be could be an issue. Okay. But that's about the only thing is okay. I can, that I can think of as far as good versus bad. Okay. How, how big a cherry tree? How big a cherry tree is it? All is a two-story house. Oh, must be a sweet cherry then. No, it's it's a Montmorency. Yeah. Oh, that's a big just, mark, just a Montmorency. standard. Yeah. yeah. It, it can get good it's size. Gotta be, we think it's thirty years old. So it's it's uh, well it's well past its normal lifespan, really. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, well, I would try I, to get it scheduled to be removed and the stump ground out this fall. And that okay. way, that way, you can plant as soon as you're ready to in the spring. You don't have to wait for anybody to take it out in the spring. Is there any benefit? I mean, I would like another cherry tree, but we're just concerned that that's not the best choice. That maybe, um, I, <coughs> what can you tell us about those Norway? Is the Norway spruce? I think that they're columnar and they're very soft. <laughs> One of the reasons to look at something like that is it's right beside a sidewalk, and you walk by it with the lawnmower or whatever, and it doesn't, you know, the, the soft ones don't bite you, like something with the Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't consider a, Nor- a columnar Norway spruce <clears throat> as soft. 
The new growth is soft for a while, but then it does become oh. rigid and pokey. Okay. So that, could I have a recommendation? Yeah, it, it's a little thing? softer than blue spruce. How yeah, far away from the off. sidewalk? Currently, it's planted two feet from the sidewalk. Oh, make it many more feet away. Yeah, because even the Columna Norway is going to want to get five or six feet in diameter at the base with time. Okay. Do you you have another suggestion? Does it have Uh, to be that close to the sidewalk? Well, that's where it is now. I guess we could kind of, there's uh, the very large rocks in a, it's been landscaped in that area. It was just kind of in the middle of it. So I suppose we could move that rock area out. I'm just wondering how you got around the the cherry tree with the sidewalk that close. Did you? Um, hit? I guess we. Well, <clears throat> you push past it, and then we, you know, it got trimmed up from the bottom, and yeah. then over the past few years, we've lost some of the limbs, especially on the side where the sidewalk is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty close to a sidewalk for any kind of woody plant that I can think of. Okay. Uh, that you know that's going to be <clears throat> attractive and, and ornamental in some regard or another. Okay. Yeah, if you can <laughs> if you can push it back to maybe four or five, even six feet away from the sidewalk, then that really opens up a lot of choices for you. Okay, and and we've had an issue with the sidewalk lifting, so that might be. Uh-huh. Uh, the root issue from the tree. We didn't know if it was the water coming off the house or the roots or both. It's probably just the the root system lifting the sidewalk. Okay. <clears throat> now, okay. You, you mentioned that there's some rocks or boulders or whatever farther away from the sidewalk. You don't really have to move all of that out of the way, just, just the area where you're going to plant. Okay. I, all right. We might just move it out of that rock area. Okay. All right. We'll look at that and see what we need to do with it. But it is currently landscaped in that um, in that rock area. Mm-hmm. It's planted in there. Okay. There's a lot, the large cobble. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, large cobble. Uh, can you just, can you just uh, remove the tree and then just use the cobble to cover over the area where the tree was like it was never there and choose a different place to plant a plant? Sure, we can. I think that's what I would do if I were you. Get it away from the sidewalk, you'll have less problems. Okay, maybe we just put a little short shrub in there or something. To... Well, you could do that too, like a spirea or something small <clears throat> that would, won't overgrow. Because even, even a, some of the shrubs are going to be wanting to get, you know, bigger than and start to grow out onto the sidewalk so choose your sure. shrub carefully right okay all right we can do that um well my husband just wanted something soft so when you're walking past it is it a sunny spot it's yes it's on the north side of the house but it's at an angle where um it's on the northwest corner of the house so it gets sun a great deal of the day okay yeah, there's, there are plenty of, uh, my, my first thought is either a potentilla or some of the low-growing spireas um, would be a good choice for that area. Okay. okay. And I think we'll wait till spring and give it a better chance. There you go. 
awful winter. We're gonna yeah, that gives you the entire winter to look at your seed and plant catalogs. Uh huh. <clears throat> and see what right. looks what's nice. Appreciate that. Okay. Hey Keith, it was nice meeting you and seeing you face to face. Well, you too, Carol. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right, you guys are always so helpful. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for calling today. Have a good day. You too. We're getting so close Sean, to the end here. Yeah, Sean, how many minutes do we have left? <clears throat> About two minutes remaining. So let's go out and say hello to Kathleen, see if we can get a quick question answered there. Good morning, Qu- Kathleen. Good morning. <laughs> uh, best practices for amaryllis. So for some reason, I put, I had my amaryllis out all summer and it grew beautifully, and I put it in a brown paper bag and stopped watering it in the basement. Was that wrong? Oh, no, that's fine. Um, you can leave it there for a few weeks and then pot it back up again. And pot it back up and start watering and fertilizing it. Correct, in a sunny window. Thank you. Okay? Yes. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye-bye. <clears throat> All right, maybe we can squeeze this last one in. Do you think, Sean? Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. I'm just wondering, we bought a bunch of crocus, and we're reluctant to plant them because rabbits or squirrels probably keep digging up whatever we plant. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, you could, pl- you could uh, plant the bulbs and then, and then pin some chicken wire down over the top. We thought of that. Okay. And then later, once, once, the, uh, once you get into spring, you can take the chicken wire off. Okay. Okay. Last two years we planted impatience. They eat all that or dig it up too. So maybe it's okay. time, maybe it's time we'll to uh, start trapping these little critters. <coughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for your call. All right. I want to thank everybody for participating in the show and um, and calling us in here because without you, it's not much of a show. It's just Keith and I just chatting on here, which we're capable of doing, but we'd rather not do that. So in the meantime, remember, as always, keep that shovel sharp and be careful where you dibble. And if you missed this show or if you want to listen to it again, it'll be on this station tomorrow from 6 until 8 p.m. right here on Legends 810. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.